Welcome to another episode of Bitches Love Sports. I'm Bitch Two. I'm Bitch One. <laughs> I'm so tired already. You sound like fuck this shit already. That's <laughs> right. It's been a long week, y'all. It's been, it has. It's been a long week. I remember. I remember <laughs> last week when I was trying to plan us recording this episode, and I was like mm-hmm. so excited about having gone to the star and like seeing the filming at first take, and it feels like that was like a month ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a long fucking week already. Yeah, <laughs> so much has happened. Um, and we're not going to get into that tea right now. <laughs> <You> <laughs> we're going to spare you the time. We're going to spare you the time for yes. that. Eventually, the stories will be told. Yes. But today, um, we're just going to start off with a few shout-outs and call-outs. And then we're going to talk about the Cowboys. The conversation may not go exactly as originally planned. But ultimately, we wanted to talk about the Cowboys. And so we're going to do that. All right. First shout-out goes to Serena Williams. Serena Williams won the her first round match um, at the U.S. Open, so she survived to play another day, and that day is today. Um, <laughs> she was supposed to have played at 12 noon, but in typical tennis tournament fashion, I don't know if you watch any of the majors, but like if it's not the first game of the day, it almost always ends up being rescheduled, and I mean by like hours. Yeah. So right now, her match is scheduled to happen at 6 p.m. instead of 12 p.m. Um, and also tonight, another shout out goes to the WNBA teams who are now in the, uh, semifinals. Mm-hmm. Is that where we are? Four teams means it's the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So also tonight we've got the sun versus the sky and the storm versus the aces. Sun and sky are at 7 PM and storm versus aces is going to be at 9 PM. Do you have a team um, now? Hmm? Are you rooting for a team? Um, or are you just rooting for basketball? <laughs> I think right now I'm just rooting for basketball. All these all these games are going to be on ESPN, by the way, but they will have happened, I'm sure, by the time you hear this. Um, I don't know. Are you rooting for anybody? Well, I mean, I'm going to root for this guy. Though, I don't know, because the Aces are... I don't know. The Aces are fucking killing it. The Aces are killing it this year, and I am a big Asia Wilson fan. I think I might root for the Aces in, in their games against the Storm. Um, and I'm going to root for the Sun in their games against the Sky. Of course. We just always got to go on the other team. Just <laughs> usually how it goes. And then we'll just see what happens in the next round. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. So, for anybody who's watching ESPN tonight, there's a lot happening in terms of uh, women and sports. Yeah. So give competitions here. Like, I sound so enthusiastic. I'm like, yeah. Yes, Lots happening. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to um, be so exciting. <laughs> like we always say, part of our brand, damn near the purpose of our brand is to minimize gatekeeping in sports. And yes. some of the people who get gate kept out of sports are the people who don't have it in them <laughs> to show the enthusiasm all the time. Oh, part of being a bitch who loves sports is like, (laughs) I've had quite the fucking week, but I still fucking love this shit. And I'm still live tweet about it. So, you know, if you're one of those people out there who's just like, you know what? I want to watch these games, but, you know, I just don't have the strength to, like, make my usual snacks and drinks and get excited about it. I just want to lay on the couch, veg out and have the game on. You're still a sports fan. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yes, that's bullshit if they do, actually. It is. But there's a lot of bullshit in the sports world, which we'll talk about. You can love any sport, all sports. It's all a spectrum, too. It's like when people are like, oh, I love the Lord of the Rings. I'm like such a big fan. I'm the biggest fan or whatever. But just because you don't know everything that happens all the time or you don't know the books word by word, that doesn't mean you're not a big fan. You still love the books. You still, you know, read them, listen to them, watch the movies, whatever it is that you love about it. You're still a big fan. Period. Just because you don't watch every fucking basketball game, that doesn't mean you're not a big fan of basketball. You just don't have the bandwidth to do it. And you still a big fan. Yeah. So that quizzing shit is just so annoying. I can't tell you the number of times I've been quizzed by a dude on my love for anime and my love for sports. Why do you why do you feel the need? (laughs) What is the need? Because she's gonna outsmart you in a lot of shit and you don't even fucking know. Like Yeah. 
It may not be anime, but like I could quiz you on some shit. Yeah, for real. Oh, you think you're into fitness? There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Really? Okay. <laughs> we can play this game. Yes. What is the muscle that is located in this part of the area of this body part? What is it called? Do you know? Speaking of muscles, we're going to talk about what happened to Tyrone Smith in a second. Okay. But um, I did say Tyrone. I didn't call him Tyrone just now, right? y'all know who the fuck i mean um all right um next i don't know if this is a shout out or a call out goes to patrick beverly um for landing a spot with the los angeles lakers um i guess this could be a call out for the lakers because what the fuck are you thinking (laughs) um uh, there's like a well-known beef between Patrick Beverly and and Russell Westbrook, and so just considering like how volatile each of their personalities are, I'm really just wondering how this is gonna work out. So I don't know whose idea this was or what you're expecting or why. Out of all the people in the NBA, you're like, you know what, Patrick Beverly is gonna be the right fit, <laughs> the, the guy who's known for agitating people, including his own teammates. Patrick Beverly, the guy who openly made fun of Russell Westbrook last year when when the Lakers were playing Minnesota, like oh, like not a secret, like openly, like disrespectfully. <laughs> it's like yes, we're gonna bring this guy into the locker room. We think he'd be a good fit. Yeah. Um, okay. So this might be another one of those clips that in a few months, like we we end up posting on Instagram. <laughs> we were right, bitches like, were right. <laughs> Like on August 31st, yeah. he said this. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's the headline. Gotta love what that happened. <laughs> you know, you're gonna quiz us on that? Whoa, we got that. <laughs> so, um, if, if nothing else, it'll be an entertaining season watching what happens with the Lakers. <laughs> Just for that sole reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, next call out goes to Matt Areza. Um, I don't even know a way to present this story, except that I'm about to use some words that people might be sensitive to. So if you're sensitive to words about or conversations about um, sexual assault and other sex-related crimes, you might want to skip Skip forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Matt Areza is one of several people accused of gang rape. Um, And a gang rape? Yes. Um, An accuser came forward. This accuser is now 18. However, when she was 17 years old, she went to a party, got drunk, um, and says that Matt Areza and several of his friends held her down and raped her for 90 minutes. Um, And if you look up the details of the story, she's done an interview. There are pictures out there of the bruises on her body um, that, like, pictures were taken after the ordeal that she suffered um and it's honestly hard to talk about the whole the whole the whole ordeal itself is disgusting and hard to talk about and i mean we're i don't know from i know there's like survivors are survivors right but for me personally there's a big difference in talking about deshaun watson being a creep and asking for a hand job at inappropriate times versus gang rape and that's why Deshaun Watson, I can almost, almost make fun of him and him being an idiot. Um, whereas this is literally like difficult to talk about. I don't, I don't have any words, especially seeing some of the disgusting things that I've seen on Twitter from people who have felt the need to chime in on this topic by commenting about how, like, literally there are people on Twitter who are like, it's time to start blaming the 17 year old girls who go to these parties and get drunk. It's time to start blaming them, is what they're saying, and I'm just like, what not you know the people that 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 broke them for the rest of their life. Yeah, like those are fine. That's cool, but because you're 17 and drunk at a party, like first of all, we'll give you the alcohol. Like, is it's like so? It's all her fault. I can fucking stand. No, literally, one of the people I got into it with on Twitter was asking me that. They were like, "Oh, so so do you condone?" minors going to parties and drinking and smoking because she shouldn't have been there in the first place. And I'm like, it's not about me condoning it. It's about the fact that I don't think gang rape is an acceptable penalty for that. Yeah. It's like, if she wasn't supposed to be there, let her parents deal with that. 
like, you know, if it's a situation where law enforcement needs to get involved with the fact that she was like underage drinking, like let them handle that. Right. That is a separate thing. But like, you are not going to say anything to convince me that anybody in this position, regardless of their age, regardless of their gender, regardless of their level of sobriety, that yeah. you're not going to convince me that somebody quote unquote had it coming or deserves it. Like there's no situation in which this is acceptable. And if anything out of your mouth is anything suggesting that the the victim's action should have been different, that the survivor's action should have been different. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Plain and simple. Like there's just, you're there's part of no, the problem. You are absolutely a hundred percent part, part of, the, of problem. the problem. There's no, if one dude was like, yeah, they were wrong for what they did, but Ain't There's no, no but. <laughs> but, but he's like, well, I'm just saying, had she not been there, she wouldn't have been raped, and it's like, if it wouldn't have been her, it would have been somebody else, and I can assure you that it didn't have to be a 17 drunk year old. Okay, it could have been any other woman at that party, and it could have been overage. Like that doesn't just because she's underage, th that's the problem because she's underage. It could have been any other woman at that party, so it would have been okay if she's like overage. If she's over 18, it's cool. The people who say this shit, it's almost like they either don't realize what they're saying or they're just willfully being pieces of shit. Because it's it's just like, how do you even fix your mouth to say that? It's like, if they hadn't decided to rape her, she wouldn't have been raped. There's no <laughs> if, if she hadn't been there. It's, or it's, like, how do, you, how do you even convince yourself that that's an acceptable thing to say? Like, oh, gang rape is horrible. But, you know, maybe she shouldn't have gone to the... No, there's no but, though. There's no but. No. There's there's no but. And it's like it's all it all to me when shit like that happens and I hear shit like that, it's all like, whoa, whoa, she what was she wearing? What did she say? Like, nah, that does have nothing to do with people making their own decision of gang raping this person. It does it has nothing to do with it. If she's drugged, if she's drunk, whatever, like that has nothing to do with this people's decision of doing that to her. It's two completely different things. So don't blame it on the person that's drunk or drugged or whatever she's wearing if she's butt naked. It's none of your fucking business. Okay? So. Yeah, one of the guys who uh, I was arguing with, he was like, he was like, well, you got to think about it. She's 17. She's in this party. She's drunk. You know, it's like all the factors are set up for that to happen. I was like, so is that what you think of whenever you see? A seventeen-year-old girl, like you just—you just feel like you can't help yourself, and it totally makes sense to like assault her. Like I just, what the fuck are these people yeah. thinking? I've been to so many parties at seventeen and younger, and being drunk and doing drugs and doing all kinds of shit, and no once, no once has that ever happened. Not even close. Not even close. Like everybody is on quote unquote, on the same page. Like, you're a human being. Do you want to have sex? No. Okay, cool. See you later, dog. That's it. Like, like yeah. that, that's, that's literally, that's it. That is it. You know, I was having this conversation. I don't know. Maybe it was you. I don't know who it was. But like people, mostly men in, in like, I don't know if it's like a unit generation thing or what, but like, they're so scared and afraid of rejection that they don't even like they don't go and hit on girls anymore or on women anymore they just like either go all the extra mile and do this fucking atrocious shit or they just don't do anything and it's like so your fear of rejection gets to this point like women are not gonna like like they the, the only thing that they can do is say no to you and that's gonna bruise your ego to the point like then you get to do this shit like what? What? What's it's, going on in the world? Like, what's going on? It's 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 sick that anybody would, like, do this to a person. Like, I don't even understand how you get to a point where you're holding somebody down for 90 minutes. They're crying and they're bleeding and they're They're bruised. telling you no. They're screaming. They're, like... I'm just like, how do you even... What did your humanity at? At, at that point? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, like how can you, first of all, how can you get hard watching that? And second, like like what is your humanity gone? Like like 
what is your you are you like what is your empathy like you're you know like empathy sympathy you know what i mean like you're not feeling bad for this person that's crying telling you not to do that to them you don't feel any kind of remorse at all well matt Areza was released by the bills he was a punter oh they better be released no shit he was a punter he's been released and so um yeah, this story is going to be followed right now. There is a civil suit. Um, I'm not sure why there wasn't a criminal suit. Um, yeah, that's, I don't think that's enough. I think from from what I heard, and I'm going based off of memory here, but from from what I heard, I think um, this this accuser was originally under the impression that she did not have enough evidence or wouldn't be believed if she tried to file a criminal suit now i haven't actually watched the full interview with her so i don't know if that's what she said but based on other reports of the situation so basically other people reporting that's the impression that i got um but there are some people who i've also seen on twitter who who are actually like a little bit more reasonable and who are level-headed and they're like oh no i think she does have enough for a case um but I don't think all of these people are professional attorneys. So it'll just, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and what ends up uh, coming of it. But yeah, in this situation, you know, once again, we're not talking about situations like, because that's a question that's come up a lot is like, well, Deshaun Watson was accused by more women, but he's still playing. And it's like, well, what he did, he was never indicted or convicted. And what most of the women described was not illegal. It was not a crime. It was situations where he was making very inappropriate sexual advances and making like putting professional women in very uncomfortable situations, a hundred percent predatory, a hundred percent aggressive sexual behavior, a hundred percent violating the NFL's total uh, code of conduct, um, being a piece of shit. Like, you know, he, he claims he didn't do it for this reason, but it, it was oh basically God. interpreted as him using his position of power to try to elicit sexual acts from women. That's gross, right? But in this situation, we are talking about actual laws broken, actual felonies. Um, and so, yeah, that is one of the big differences in the two situations. Also, just the choice of the teams. Like, yeah. <clears throat> but Deshaun honestly, Watson could have been cut. He just mm-hmm. wasn't. And Matt Areza was. And so a lot of that also comes down to how the teams have chosen to handle these situations. Yeah. But kudos to the woman that came out and had, for lack of a better word, the balls to talk and relive your experience multiple times and having your life being your life being publicly out like the way that it is because that takes a lot of fucking courage i can only imagine what and like honestly like. like i kind of like you know it's gonna i don't know how this is gonna come out sorry for the language but there's a lot of women out there that are abused in a different way that is not just physical but like mental you know and like you know whatever that because they don't have um evidence quote unquote they will never report the person that is abusing them right um personally I was in that situation with my ex-husband for three years he beat the shit out of me mentally and, and emotionally and because I never had a bruise or I didn't have you know quote-unquote evidence, I never reported him because, like, nobody's going to believe me because I have nothing to show for it, right? So even though you do have all that shit, like, still, like, kudos to you for coming out and have the courage to 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 do it and, and be the ones that, you know, like, lead the way for other people that, you know, might come out after that shit. Yeah, I mean, it can't be easy to say something and then have everybody in the fucking world feel like they now have the right to examine whether yes. or not you're and to judge, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and if you should have been drinking and if you should yes. have been at a party instead yes. of looking at the actions of the people who violated you, like that's got to be the sh- one of the shittiest feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I, obviously I wasn't in that position; like my life was not publicly out. But still, when I got a divorce, like I had a lot of people. Oh my god, like he was such a nice person. Like, oh my god, I know. I'm like, what happened? And and I'm like, well. 
he was a piece of, he is a piece of shit person. Like he did this, this, you know, A to Z shit to me. Well, you know, I've never seen him act like that. I'm like, just, and this is another thing that people don't really understand. Just because an abuser didn't do shit to you or did talk shit to you doesn't mean that they're not doing it to somebody else. A lot of times that's by design. Yes. <laughs> they will do everything that they can to, mm-hmm. to keep to other cover, people yes. from seeing that side of them. And yes. a lot of it is for that reason. And so when that person who is a victim of their abuse decides to say something mm-hmm. or reach out for help. And nobody going to believe you. That's exactly. That's a whole goal. Especially when you're dealing with narcissistic abusers. Ooh. Preach, girl. They are they are the worst about it. They will jump through hu- hoops mm-hmm. to manipulate other people's perception of you and other people's perception of them to make it not only to where people likely won't believe you, but to where they can tell lies about you that other people are more likely right. to believe. So now not only do these people not believe what you're saying about them, but now they believe bullshit about you. Yeah. It's, it's like some crazy shit. And if you've never been through it, don't comment on it. Yes. Because I've seen way too many people like like talk about mental abuse and emotional abuse, and people are like, "Oh, well, that's not really a thing. You're not in any real danger." And it's like, no, the way really, that, yes, <laughs> yes, the the way that shit breaks you down, like you just have no fucking idea. So yeah, it's like if you've you never don't. been been through it, like consider yourself fortunate and yes. shut the fuck up. Yes, yes. If if you don't know anybody, and if it hasn't happened to you, you have no room to talk about this. Like legit, you don't. You don't. It's because one of those things that, like, if if you don't have the compassion and empathy to understand, yes. you will not understand until you have been through it. Yes, I so, agree. So just leave it alone. And honestly, to like tag on that because you know credit one do. I was a piece of shit too, and I knew women that were being abused. And instead of doing anything, I'm like, ah, just leave. What are you doing? Just fucking leave. I said that shit. I, I that was the words had come out of my mouth until. That shit happened to me. And it's like, it's not easy to leave. It's not easy to leave. Like, they put you, most like narcissistic people, like you were saying, like, they put you in a spot that you have nowhere to go. You have no money. You have no no vehicle. No, nothing. Nothing. You have absolutely nothing. Nowhere to go. You have nothing. So it's really fucking hard to leave. And mind you, I don't even have kids. I can only imagine this women that actually have kids. Because that's the, way, way harder so, yeah, if you don't know anybody or if you've not gone through it, shut the fuck up. Yeah, a lot of times these women that are going through that, it's like they'll be in a situation where unless they're just doing so good that it's undeniable, the person that they're with will, like, play mind games with them and make them question, like, well, can you survive without me? Bro! Like, you know, it's like you think you can, like, leave and get your own place, but Mm -hmm. can you? Like, what Mm -hmm. about, you know, X, Y, and Z that you Mm -hmm. need? Will you actually be able to afford Mm -hmm. this lifestyle? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to take our kid? Like, you're going to have our kid in here starving? Like, can you actually make enough money Mm -hmm. to take care of both of y'all without this paycheck? Like, they have you questioning every fucking thing. Yes, your brain, or, or is even com- questioning whether whether or not you did something wrong. I dated a narcissist yep. who, like, I swear to God, like every time we had an argument, it it's like I, just the yes. gaslighting. Yes, and I literally would have <laughs> yes. to. It wasn't until I got by myself in a room and I had to like play out the details to myself and yeah. be like, I'm not crazy. Like nothing is wrong with what I did. I would have to go to friends and be like, this this is what happened. Like, did I do, did I do something crazy? Like, did yeah. I do something to like yeah. cause this argument? And I had to have multiple people tell me like, no, everything you said is reasonable. Everything that you did is reasonable uh-huh. for me to like really come back to a place of believing like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. Here. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He, like I've gone like memories that I legit thought it happened a certain way. And then after having this fucking blowout, huge fight, it's just like, well, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just, maybe I didn't see it. Maybe the way that I said it, maybe the, maybe what he meant was this, maybe, you know, and it's just like, man, he's right. I'm the fucked up one. I'm sorry. I can't. And it's just like, mm-hmm. they have this fucking power for lack of a better word too, over you. That is just the, that they can manipulate your brain in a way that I've never in my life seen before. After I got out of the hole, I was, I cut out everybody, family, friends, everybody. I had nothing, nobody, no, nothing. And when I reached out back to my friends and they were like, some of them were like, look, I don't really care what you, what happened. If you want to talk, I'm here to listen. 
just didn't do it again. And I had some people be like, you're one of the last people that I expected this happened to. Like as strong yeah. as you are, as vocal as you are, as you know, blunt and direct and like you know what you want and like you move fucking across the country at 22. Like you you have balls. Like like I like it's it's mind blowing. And it's mind blowing to me too. Like I don't it's just such a like uh process, I guess. Like they take a little bit and like, oh, it's cool. And then they take a little bit and then like, oh, well, you know, but it's cool. Like, you know, I love this person or you think you love this person. It's cool. And then it's just like that rope, you t- they keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking until there's no more rope. And then it's just like, well. <laughs> and, and I think that's a big part of it too, though. I think whenever you are that like strong, bold person, a lot of things don't appear as threats in mm-hmm. the very beginning. Um, like, that's, I mean, one, at least in my situation, dude really did, like, switch up on me. Oh, like, the yeah. person that he was when I first met him was not the f- same person that he was oh, yeah. once, like, 100%. We, were, yeah. we had some time in the relationship and moved in together. So yeah. there's that. Um, once they got you, once they think they got you, it's over. Yes, exactly. And that's what it is. It's just, like, I'm the type of person that is, like, if I love somebody, I love them hard. Mm-hmm. And so okay. it's, like, my first response when stuff started getting crazy was to fight for the relationship mm-hmm. and to prove I that can I'm fix still, this. I yeah, can I can this. fix this. I'm still a great partner. Mm-hmm. Like, let me prove that I'm still a great partner. Mm-hmm. And you find yourself, like, bending over backwards yes. to prove that you're as awesome of a person as you know you are. And, mm-hmm. like, like, no, I didn't mean to fuck up. Let me fix it. Yeah. You know? And then it takes a while before you wake up and you're like, wait, no, I don't actually need to fix this. This is not. On yeah, me. it's not broken. But There's anyway, nothing to fix. <laughs> I, I say all that to say that, like, while people are out here, like, you know, judging this woman for what happened, um, there really are some people out there who will take advantage of people, you know. And so whether or not she was underage or whether or not she was drunk and, you know, there are people who are like, how do you end up in a room with that many grown men anyway? That still like, gives you zero reasons to do what you did. None of it is a reason. And you also have to understand that there are people who will manipulate a situation. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with her being young. I'm not saying that this is what happened, but this is like a story that I hear. Yeah, young people like, are a, very a impressionable. Like, oh, you look really drunk. Like, here, come sit down. Let me get you a glass of water. And next thing you know, it's five dudes in the room. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just be careful what you say, especially if you're one of these motherfuckers out here who, who like claims that you mean well, but you're quote unquote just asking questions. Sometimes the questions that you're just asking can be really harmful. And yes. people will use that as a reason to be like, see, it's all the victim's fault. So sometimes you just need to like keep your questions to yourself. Yeah, for real. And Google it, dog. Google it and be glad <laughs> that you don't already know the answer. Because some some of the questions that you're asking, you would only know if you are one of the people who would experience yes, this shit. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So moving on from that, um, now we can get into the Cowboys. Shout outs and call outs. How so, about them Cowboys? I think before <laughs> even the season started. <laughs> um, my first call out goes, unfortunately, to Micah Parsons. <gasps> I know. Micah, my heart is so stopped. Much. What? I call Yes, a call out. Micah Parsons apparently is going to be a guest on Undisputed with with Shannon and Skip Bayless um, every Tuesday during the football season. And I'm sorry, but this just all around sounds like a bad plan. First of all, the shit Skip Bayless said about Dak. I'm not even that much of a Dak Prescott fan, but Skip Bayless was out of line for that shit. And I don't understand how you can support a person who talks about your, your quarterback yeah. that way. What did he say? Um, it was after Dak was talking about how he uh, suffered depression after his uh, brother, brother committed suicide I during mean, the pandemic. That's the bare minimum that can happen to you. And Skip was like, oh, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL and admit to that that level of weakness. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's weakness yeah yeah skip Bayless is a piece of shit um <laughs> then i wonder what like being strong to you is if that's weakness apparently it's being a piece of shit holy <laughs> shit damn okay and Micah, so you could have done better dog yeah i'm just like micah there there are so many people in so many shows 
Who would love to have you making it us? We're such a great (laughs) show. We would love to have you every Tuesday. For real. Um, We're not even that far. (laughs) We'll come to you. I would come to you every Tuesday. Yes. I would make it work. I would make it work. Even if it's not every Tuesday, but I would make it work. I would make it work every Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Well, you go every Tuesday. I'll go every Tuesday that I can. Also, my guy, if you have a job for me, I can be your PR. I can be whatever, dog. Just reach out. You don't need somebody from PR because I, I, or for PR, I should say, I don't, because I don't see this going well. Like, just that's why. Like, I will. Don't worry about it, dog. I got you. Undisputed does not seem like the type of show that's gonna like have fun with Micah and. I don't know, be be balanced and reasonable or even make mm-hmm. good segments for him. It really seems like the type of show that's going to try to trap him into saying something that he shouldn't. I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm like, first take all already as a show has this great relationship with the Cowboys. Like, why not yeah, first take? Yeah. Go fight with Stephen A, man. Like, yeah. At least that would be fun and probably yeah. funny to watch. Yeah. And then it's like, I was, I was telling somebody this, I was like, Micah Parsons' followers have become just so toxic ever since he started attracting gamers with, like, the the gaming promotions that he's been doing with, like, PS5 codes and shit like that. I'm like, what I see happening in this situation is something is going to happen on that show. Maybe not the first one. Maybe not the the second one. But something's going to happen on that show where Micah is going to have to defend himself. And and don't get me wrong, Micah is sweet, he's humble, but if you follow his Twitter, you've seen a couple of occasions where he's had to kind of like, you know, puff his chest up and let his mane out a little bit on yeah. some people. So it's not like he doesn't have it in him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like something's going to happen on this show where he's going to have to defend himself and it's become going to become a thing and his followers are going to get involved and they're going to make it really fucking messy. Here we go. We'll and have an episode later. We'll be like, we remember on August 31st. August 31st, we said it. <laughs> and none of this goes with Micah's brand is the thing. Like, yeah. like I said, if you follow him on Twitter, you've seen him kind of show mm-hmm. that side of himself a little bit. But him as a brand, as far as like what the, the masses see when he's communicating, like on television and in commercials, like that does not go with his brand. You know, he's the humble beast, mild mannered. Treats people how they deserve to be treated. Reasonable person. Something is going to happen on that show that is going to put a giant crack in that image, and it's gonna it's gonna cause him to have to bring a whole different side of himself out, and it's not going to be pretty. And it's going to have to be cleaned up. It's going to have to be fixed. I don't know. I'm I'm not looking forward to what this does for Micah. This sounds like a bad plan. I don't know who cleared this deal. I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know how much they're paying him. But it just sounds like 100% yeah. all around a bad yeah. plan. It's a recipe for disaster. So anyway, um, I kind of hope I'm wrong. I like to be right about my predictions, but this is one that I, I hope I'm wrong about because I love Micah yeah. and I don't want to see him get brought down into drama and bullshit, but yeah, I don't see it going well. Um, another shout out goes to Tyron Smith. Uh, so Tyron Smith, very important part of the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he gets a shout out for apparently experiencing an avulsion fat fracture and walking off the field like oh. a fucking champ. Oh, now, shit. This was this happened at the practice that I was there watching. So I was in Frisco last week. <laughs> I got to see a practice live and in person. It was it was fun. It was kind of boring. Like, I don't know. It didn't feel like they were practicing for real. It felt like they were practicing, like, like literally for, sure. for public exhibition. Yeah. But most people were not bringing, like, any, like, real energy, except for, like, Turpin and a couple of other people. Yeah, Turpin is always going to bring the energy. Yeah. No, <laughs> it Turpin. Seems like, it seems like. Turpin was acting like he was trying to become the offensive version of Micah Parsons. You know, he was, like, doing receiver drills. He was doing running back shit. All, all, he was doing special teams shit. What do you want? Put me in, coach. <laughs> right. Put me in. He was like, oh, no, y'all are going to use me this year. <laughs> Let me show you. Um, but, yeah, so I saw I saw Tyron go down, and he was on the ground longer than normal. You would expect, yeah. Yeah, but then he got up and walked off. And he didn't come back, but I'm just like, okay, I don't blame him. It's a little practice. You know, yeah. Shake it off. Cool. Then later that night, I hear that he's uh, – first, first I heard a hamstring tear. 
Then I heard avulsion fracture. Then I heard somebody say the muscle disconnected from the bone. Ooh. So let me explain the difference from those. A muscle disconnecting from the bone, obviously, like that's, you know, that, that is self-explanatory. Yeah, that you know, sounds <laughs> painful. What that would have to mean is that a tendon either uh, became completely detached or it ripped. Or it broke, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a hamstring tear, there could be different degrees of that. It could be a small tear where there's a tear in a muscle that'll heal. It could be a large tear that would have to be repaired through surgery and take longer to heal. An avulsion fracture is when a piece of a bone breaks off with the muscle still attached to it. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, which one is it? Which one is it? Or is it all three? And how... If it's all three, like, how do you not get up screaming? Hold on. I'm going to look it up and see. if How do you even walk things. with any of the, at least the last two? How do you even walk with that? Okay. All right. The most recent article from today says it's Dallas Cowboys placed Tyron Smith on injured reserve. Star is out at least four games. So this one, this one also says torn hamstring. But hold on, I could have sworn somebody said that he had surgery, which normally Already. for an aversion fracture, an avulsion fracture, sorry, um, there's not surgery. Okay. So according to this article in Sports Illustrated from four days ago, they said Tyron Smith underwent surgery to reattach a torn hamstring tendon to his knee. Oh, so that is not an avulsion fracture. No. <laughs> um, that is a torn tendon, right. like we talked about. Yeah, so I'm seeing this in a couple of different articles. I'm also seeing it in DallasNews.com. Underwent surgery Friday morning to reattach a, a torn hamstring tendon to his knee. So, so either they're reattaching the tendon and that's it, or if it is an avulsion fracture, then that means they're reattaching a tendon to a knee that is fractured. Right. <laughs> Either way, everybody's like, oh, he'll be back by December. I don't believe it. Four games. Mm. I don't believe it. Um, but yeah, shout out to him for walking off. Yeah. Um, and, you know, late and overdue shout out to him for being such an important part of this offensive line that now everybody's like literally questioning are we did such a strong line, yes, because I'm so excited. And I was like, fuck the last fucking season of life. People are questioning whether or not they're gonna have to change their entire um offensive strategy for this season. I mean, so, if you're gonna do the same shit as last season, yes, please change it. Please. Speaking of the same shit as last season, people are getting on them about the penalties in the preseason. And the only reason I'm not chipping on that is because the starters didn't play in in the preseason. Right. Now, at this point, I kind of wish they would have because, like, <laughs> especially with the O-line being in question, I feel like they're going to need to be on top of their shit and, like, on a whole different level. Because it's like now, if, if, if what happens with the O-line is what everybody assumes is going to happen, which is anticipating them, like, not being in sync – um, Dak's blind side not being very well protected, he's going to have to get that ball out faster than ever, which means the receivers are going to have to know where the fuck they're going and get there super quick. Um, also, it might mean a different level of reliance on the running game, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, outside of, like, obviously Tyron Smith is the most upset about this. Um, <laughs> Dak is probably really nervous. Yeah, he I'm should sure. be. I'm and sure. after that, C.D. Lamb should be one of the most nervous people right now because either either one or two things is going to happen. Either you're going to have to step your shit up even more than you anticipated, right? Or this is really going to cut into your yards because it's, it's going to mean like... Shorter passes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shorter passes, fewer yards, less mm-hmm. of those impressive 77-yard, you know, mm-hmm. unless you get a lot of yards after the catch, you know, which, you know, I... We have I, full faith in that, too. Yeah, you know, I saw you last season working on, you know, playing through contact after you catch the ball, so mm-hmm. I believe in you. Yes. I believe that you can make it happen. I think you've developed a certain level of toughness. I think you have it in you, you know? Oh, I, I'm sure you do believe And by it. you, I mean CD. 
Um, so yeah, I, I think he can do it, but it would, it would inspire a little bit more confidence if we'd at least seen it already, you know? Um, and then the person who should be most nervous after that is obviously Mr. Neville Longbottom himself, Kellen Moore, because (laughs) the pose was so fucking funny. They do look alike a lot. They do look alike. (laughs) But it's like I cannot even see him as Kellen anymore. It's Neville. <laughs> but it's like, yo, Neville, what is your plan now? Yeah, we would we, we would love to know. Yeah, like how are how are you going to make this work with a nervous quarterback, a new wide receiver on one, other new receivers on the field? Uh, speaking of which, shout out to Simi Fahoko for making <laughs> three roster. Congratulations. <laughs> Honestly, I really do hope that. Dag this season is gonna uh, run more of the ball. Like he's not gonna himself. Yes. Mm. Well, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks do it too. But like, yeah. he has since done it he, in a while, though. because he broke his ankle and last season, it just seemed like he was scared of running and getting tackled or he tore a calf muscle. That too. So I really hope that we see more of that of him because before his break for videos and shit that I'm seeing like. He used to do it quite a bit, and yeah. he's good at that. So I'm hoping that he just got over that uh, mental block, I guess, put it in a way. Um, and he's going to do that more since now we have that issue with the O-line and that stuff. So Somebody's it'd be nice to see to that. It. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there were so many times last night that I was like, you could have just taken off, dog. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan. I watch. I know. Don't play football. I don't know if I would put myself in that position. Probably I would. More. Am I kidding? But, um, I, I would like to see that more. Honestly, I'm not against it. It might give me a reason to go from being like, yeah, Dak's cool. He's a quarterback of my team to being like, you know what? I actually like that. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's good at it. He he was really good at it before he broke his ankle. And like, I think you. Can get back to that, so might not have a choice. That pocket collapsed. <laughs> That's so fair. We gotta go somewhere. That is so fair. <laughs> it's like, do do you want to get hurt under a pile of linemen, or do you want to get hurt moving this ball down the field? <laughs> do it for Pick the team, Dad. Yeah. 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 Take one for the team, or multiple. You're gonna have to take multiple for the team. Yeah. But um, so. I don't know. It's it's just interesting. When when I was watching first take, I realized like yes, I am a fan. However, I feel like I must be a more realistic fan than most because it's just like almost everything Stephen A was saying. I was like, yes, he's right. Like he's he's got a good point. Like he was talking about how you know a lot of people are like, oh well, our run game is going to be on point. Zeke is in really good shape, and it's like yes, but his numbers year over year are declining, just like most running backs. So it's like you can hope for that all you want to, but to literally believe that Ezekiel Elliott is going to somehow outproduce what he's done the past couple of seasons, we have no reason to believe that. Yeah. Tony Pollard last season got fewer carries, but he was getting more yards per carry. And I know even I myself made the argument that he was able to get more yards because people saw Zeke as such a threat. Um, But still, fact of the matter was, there was a time where even with people knowing that Zeke was a threat, he was still putting up numbers. Mm -hmm. And that kind of went down, you know. So I think if we are going to have the kind of running game that people anticipate us having, we're going to have to get Tony Pollard more involved. I know we want to put everything on the back of the $16 million man. And whenever you pay somebody that much money, um, that's that's reasonable. However, it's like when it comes down to it and what's going to help us win, we might want to get Pollard a little bit more involved. Um, Pollard is good. And I think he's really fucking good looking. Pollard? Yeah. (laughs) You don't think he's a good looking dude? I think he's really cute. Hold on, let me know <laughs> Let me look at the face. <laughs> I think he's really, 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 really cute. I tell Flynn every time he comes into me. Look, he's cute. cute. Yeah, I can see how he would be your type. Yeah, yeah. Like looking at the people that you like, Flint, Zeke, Pollard. <laughs> yeah, I think he's really cute. I think we have the most attractive wide receivers in the league right now. One hundred percent. 
especially until OBJ comes back. <laughs> I don't know. Did did he end up on anybody's team? Okay, it doesn't look like he's been signed yet. But yeah, I I would say right now with CD and Simi, yes, our wide receivers just just with the two of them alone, like hands down, best looking, hundred percent. And can argue. We might have to run another poll to see who people like better out of the two of them. <laughs> That's fair. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, what else is going on with the Cowboys? Honestly, that whole event was just wild. Like the whole like open practice thing and the first take thing, to me, it just spoke to Jerry's ability to drum up enthusiasm among the fan base. Because it's Making like business. For me, I even asked the question via tweet. Like, what have we seen in the offseason to mm-hmm. actually make us excited about the Cowboys season this year? What have we seen? Not a lot. Outside of Kevontae Turpin. <laughs> and, and when I ask this question, I'm not actually talking about a player. Like, yes, I'm excited about Kevontae Turpin. I am. Um, yeah, but like in general. But as a team. Yeah. What have we seen from this team that, that would actually give us reason to be excited about what we're going to see this season? Nothing. But it was just like being there. Like, I remember I was driving back and I was on the phone with a friend of mine. And I was just like, oh man, this was a great weekend. And he was like, you mean last weekend or this coming weekend? I was like, no, this weekend, like today. And he's like, it's Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) It's my weekend, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But it really did feel like a weekend. Like, because what did I do? I I got into town and oh yeah, I. I went to, uh, I watched Hanging with the Boys that morning, went to my hotel. Um, and then, like, by the time I got to the practice thing, it was just, like, there were so many people out on that main field um, in front of the star. Like, I don't know. The vibe was just good. Um, got to talk with fans before the practice. You know, it was a really fun environment. Then afterwards, I went across the street to uh, City Works And... Like, I don't know. There was just a bunch of fans there. One of the fans was, like, buying me a bunch of shots. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is how Cowboys fans get down. My kind of people. Um, and then going to the filming the next morning, you know, just, I like, even with there being nothing tangible to be excited about with the team, just being around other fans and being able to talk about the team with them and being yeah. like, in this environment. You know, I saw a bunch of people just going in and out of the pro shop, buying all this stuff, just super <laughs> excited. Like, you could tell it was, like, just drumming up all this enthusiasm among the people who yeah. were around. And I was just like, wow, this is genius. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's no reason for these people to be buying this much merch or to be so excited about this team. Right. Now. But, yeah. Yeah. But just... It's, it's Jerry's world. Yeah. he's He is good at what he does. Yeah. Um, something else Stephen A. Smith was right about, um, Micah Parsons is becoming a bigger star than Dak Prescott. Which says a lot considering the fact that as QB1, Dak Prescott is often put in a position to be the star. Like when businesses approach the Cowboys and they want to do different deals and different endorsements, Dak is going to be like one of the people who's first put in front of them. It's like, okay, do it with him. And so Mike has had to go about um, achieving his level of stardom another way. But when I was at that practice that night and, you know, Dak came out. And people cheered. You know, people were excited to see their quarterback. But oh, when Micah, Micah came, came out, <laughs> the cheers were louder. They were louder. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, when they were filming first take, that's the point Stephen A. was making. He was saying that Micah is a bigger star than that. And at one point, Molly Karam was like, we should poll the audience. And I don't know what happened, but... They never did it. Oh, <laughs> dang it. I was waiting for them to be like, you know, who thinks it's Micah? Who thinks it's that? Yeah. But it never happened. And I'm like, I don't know if somebody said something in her ear and was like, nope, don't start this or what. But <laughs> I kind of wish they had done it just to prove a point. Because it's like, if you are in lockstep with the organization. So it's like, if you were to ask anybody who's involved with like their marketing team or their communications team or anybody who's like close to the organization or anybody who's been a fan for a long time, they're probably going to say Dak is a bigger star because one, we're used to the Cowboys quarterback being a bigger star. Right. And two, that's what the organization is promoting. 
But if you're a person who interacts with the everyday fans and you're on social media, you know, and you don't have that blue check by your name, then you know the truth. <laughs> you know what the people then are you out know here what's saying. Up. <laughs> you know what's up. And it's people fucking love Micah Parsons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Dak, because so two seasons ago, he broke, so he wasn't there. Last season, he kind of showed up. But last season, Micah showed the fuck up. So I feel like people are still carrying that. Not to give like any more or any less to any of the two. But I, I do love Micah more than I love Dak. Uh, but I want to wait until like maybe have the season and we can revisit this conversation and see how people feel about it. See how Dak is doing. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have to wait till like half the season is over yeah. to, to see a lot of stuff because right True. now we have no idea what to expect. True. True. Between this O line and, you know, are we going to be a running team? <laughs> are we going to be a passing team? And if we are a passing team, like, what is that really going to look like? Has CD improved in the ways that we expect him to have improved? And, like, you know, what about these other receivers? What are we going to expect from them? How how are we going to use Kevontae Turpin? And then there's the fact that a lot of people are saying, yo, if the Cowboys do have a winning season, it's going to be because their defense won the games. You that, know? that was, like, half the season last season already. Yeah. What are you talking about? And, you know, a few people have asked the question, like, okay, like, let's say it's the fourth quarter, the game is on the line. Who would you rather be out there? The Cowboys offense or the Cowboys defense? What is the score? Let's say they're... <laughs> I, I mean, that's a fair question. Let, are we winning or are we losing? We're winning. We're winning by Then I want my two. defense out. We're winning by two. I'm winning my defense out. So if we're, if we're winning by two, you'd rather see the defense on the field than the yes. offense. Same. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, for, for what I've seen, I'd rather have the defense out than, than the offense, honestly. Depends on how much time is left. If we're winning by two and it's like 30 seconds, okay, offense. Just don't lose the ball. Or 30 seconds. That's a ridiculous amount of time. But, never mind. I mean, if it's at the beginning of the fourth quarter, then there's a lot of shit that can happen if there's only two points. Like, yeah, I would rather have my defense. I mean, my offense, if it's like the beginning of the fourth quarter, there's only two points down. But, I don't know. If it's like five minutes left... I still well, think if I it's five my... minutes left, we'll probably get the ball back. Damn, this is hard. <laughs> if it's five minutes left, I think I still want the defense and maybe get an interception so we can get the ball back and then score some more. That's something I would like to see this year. I want to see Micah, like, get a fumble recovery and, like, run it in. For oh, man, that would be fucking glorious. I would love that for him. Unless he's still on the undisputed at that time, in which case... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't want them to have the privilege of reporting that story. Yeah, no shit. So, yeah. Now, um, something else I wanted to talk about was, like, the roster cuts. But, honestly, it's really tough to talk about that because although there were cuts made, um, we didn't pick up anybody else off the waiver wires and nobody picked up our guys. Yeah. Um, And so we're still kind of waiting to see who's going to be picked up and let go and whatnot. So, I don't know. It's fluid. We'll have to see what this team looks like. Yeah, we'll I'm see. I'm excited because I'm a fan, but I don't really know what to expect. I'm not going to sit here and act like I expect us to make the playoffs or expect us to beat Tampa yeah. Bay. I have no idea. I'm going <laughs> to just watch and hope for the best. I hope I hope CD does well. I hope Simi does well. I hope Micah does well. Turpin. I want Turpin to fucking kill it. I want to see what Turpin does. Yes. <laughs> I want the announcers to stop saying Turpin time. Please. <laughs> Let's uh, let's find a different one. Yeah, but outside of that, I have no real expectations. I need to wait until I see them play at least a couple of times to make any expectations. Because every year is like a kind of different game too. It is a different, it is a different team, and like you can really judge from last season's performance. Oh, and I'll say the other the other expectation that I have is fewer penalties. Because Mike McCarthy, who is also somebody who should be nervous about this O-line situation. Mike McCarthy said they were going to work on that 
in the off season and the people who played during the preseason didn't seem to have gotten the message about fewer penalties. <laughs> um, so we'll see if our starters have somehow during camp developed the discipline necessary to not get that number of penalties. I, we're just going to have to wait and see for that one. Because, yeah, it's a penalty-heavy <laughs> team, so I don't know. I don't know. It's he hard. said they were going to work on it in the off season. Remember? That's what oh, I remember. I remember <laughs> having this conversation. Like, no, but you should have been working about it. Like, the entirety of the season. No when the season is over. Same thing with their toughness, man. That was another thing that I was kind of worried about with them not playing in the preseason. So, well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to watch out for. <laughs> This first few games of the season. Yeah. We'll see. We'll it, see. We, we have a lot to see, and they better do well. Because, like, for them to have not played in the preseason and for Mike McCarthy to have made all these claims, oh, we're going to work on penalties in the offseason. We're going to work on toughness in the offseason. We're going to work on discipline and consistency in the offseason. That, that's, right. that, but we'll that's something it. that you work on, on, like, consistently. It's not like you work on it, like, you know, parts of the year, like, to me, that's something that you have to continuously work on. You know what I mean? Like True, but it's like when you think about it, they don't really have a lot of time between games. So I can I see- get it, but to work on like toughness or like shit like that, you can have like a therapist or like whoever, like a counselor, like once a week or once every two weeks, a half an hour with them, like this is what we're gonna do today, and this is the exercises that we're gonna do to keep working on the shit and keep building on our toughness. It's not that complicated. I I think I'm saying it's not that complicated like I run the fucking team. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If we're talking about the mental side, yes. But if we're talking about the physical side, like actually like getting better at hitting people or getting better at playing through contact, like what CD was dealing with. Well, then you need to come up with fucking drills, you fucking head coach. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Like True. Do you know why we got the fucking bronze medal? Because coach here was like, no, we're going to fucking hit. And they were not expecting that shit. And we got third place. We came in seventh and we came out third. So Right. But they have to limit the number of times or how often they actually do full contact. I I understand. I understand that. Like, so do we. But still, like, you can still have, you can still, like, uh, have, like, a portion of practice every week. Once a week. To just work on that. Or once every two weeks. I think. I don't know. No, I think you could do it once once a week. But I think for me, my question is, if you are doing it even once a week, how long would it take to see a measurable change in those players? I think that every individual is different. Yeah, every individual is different. But and like, overall, it also depends. On, well, overall, I don't know. But it also depends on like how much do you want to improve on it you know like do you think that you need improvement on it or are you just doing it because the team is doing it not only that but you got to think about who they're going up against like the people that they're practicing the stuff against might not be as intense or physical as the people they actually deal with on the field that's true that's and then honestly some shit was just dumb like (laughs) cd run blocking like i love cd like don't get me wrong we know. <laughs> Same with Brian Baldinger. He was like, I love CD Lamb. I love everything about him. <laughs> I need to make that a gift just so I can use it. <laughs> Probably get used daily. But no, for real. Um, I love CD, but he should have never been run blocking. Like I was like, whose idea was this? Oh, it was Neville's. <sighs> Dog. (laughs) I mean, it had to have been, right? I mean, like, I can see why that's something that CD would want to be able to do because that increases his value as a player, right? right. But he was not ready for that shit by any means. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, okay, did they ever practice it? And if they did practice it, how? Like, what are they doing to actually prepare this person? Yeah. And and CD, did you put on any weight in the off season? (laughs) That's all she asked for. Well, there's one. Let me rephrase. That's one of the things that she asked for. Um, when he was on the blue carpet at the preseason event that happened, that I think is actually supposed to be televised at some point. I'm not sure when, but apparently he won a fan award for. I forget how they phrased it. Hold on, I think I hottest player. (laughs) 
No. Um, he should have. I don't think they had that award. If we were running the show, you know they would have. Oh, <laughs> please. But um, I think Mr. Shannon Gross isn't into that kind of thing. He looks clean as fuck. Oh, he was voted the cowboy who needs to step his social media game up the most. You called it too. You've been asking for a, for a long time. I have. He needs I've, I've been CD, saying the Cowboys need, need to put out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying the Cowboys need to put out more CD Lamb content. But yeah, CD himself does need to put out more CD yeah. Lamb content. Yeah. But he said, "Hold on, let me listen to what he said real quick." He said he agrees. He said he agrees and he does need to be more social, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I guess him not being social, supposedly, which I don't believe, but him not being social translates to him not having much of a social media presence. I don't know. I don't understand mm -hmm. that answer. Me neither. Me neither. I hope, but I do hope that he posts more shit. Because it's fun. It's fun to watch that shit. It is. Simi's been posting a lot of stuff. I'm sure he has. Simi posts a lot of stuff with his wife. I'm sure he has. <laughs> I'm sure she's really happy about that too. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know I would be if I was her. She's <laughs> like, hold the fuck up. Let me make sure these bitches know who I am. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, like, if you don't put me, if you put me on your shit, we're gonna like, be we're gonna have a conversation. He's right like, now. what bitches? And she, and she pulls up her page. These bitches. <laughs> these bitches oh. specifically, they stay in your comments. <laughs> I need to make sure these bitches know who the fuck I, I am. I am, bitch. <laughs> so, uh, Mrs. Fajoko, we know who you are. Yes, <laughs> we do. You seem like a very lucky woman. I hope you're enjoying your situation, have, having fun with all this. <laughs> We're having fun with this, too. This is all entertainment. Yes. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. This is all for kikis, hahas, lolos. Yes. <laughs> you will never catch me your dudes DMs. Well, when I when I like his stories, I think that goes to DMs. So you might you might see that, or if if I get bold and I'm like trying to get him at like to do an interview or something, but that's you why. might see that. But that's yeah, it. That's it. She's not trying to steal your man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for what I know. <laughs> Jk. <laughs> oh god yeah we we uh shout out to mrs fahoko and shout out to mrs hoppy what is chef hoppy's real name <laughs> I don't know. also they're not married well um, i remember living together for a hot minute now too no yeah i mean yeah i guess it depends on your definition of a hot minute but yeah both those dudes have like incredibly beautiful women so shout out to y'all oh, yeah. yeah chef hoppy and his woman just look they're gorgeous. All their they pictures are. are just like, yes. <laughs> like yes. model status. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. Yes. Get the PR of y'all to CD <laughs> and, you know. Yes. Or, or for like, real. help no. him. Hobby, help for him. real. I'm, whoever, I'm for real. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I'm for real. Yeah. Like, Javi, whoever's doing your, your pictures yeah. and shit, you need to have them do some of the CD. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's like, going to boost your socials a fuck ton. Like, look, no, like, one of the best videos I've seen from CD this entire offseason was, was on Chef, Chef Hoppy's Hobby. Yeah. Yes. It was CD working out, but it was on Chef Hoppy's Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. You're, you're making content. better content off him than he does with Exactly. Himself. So, Hoppy, like, talk to your boy. <laughs> yes, please. You need to do something. But anyway, um... I don't know what else to say about the Cowboys today. I like if you would ask me last week, like I had so many takes and so much shit that I wanted to say, and now I'm just like, gotta wait, gotta wait, gotta wait. So in the meantime, Cowboys fans, just try to hold off on the playoff talk, the Super Bowl talk. I know it's hard. 
Cowboys fans are so weird sometimes. Like, I get it because I'm a diehard fan of any team that I follow too, but y'all are like so extreme. Like y'all don't have an in-between. You either you either and you're both extremes are diehard fans, but it's like oh, we ain't doing shit, man. Uh, uh. And then it's like, no, bitch, we're going to a fucking Super Bowl. We're winning this year. <laughs> like y'all don't have an in-between of like Yo, there's no moderation. See, there is not, <laughs> no whatsoever, zero. Like, let's wait a few games and you know reassess. No, y'all don't have an in between, which yeah. is it's, it's kind of the amazing definition of a, a love hate relationship. There, <laughs> that there you go, there you go, there you go. No, for real, I I really do think the team is gonna need some support, especially on social media. So if you're a real fan. Um, please try to at least be level-headed enough to be there for all your faves whenever they need you. Because they're going to need yes, you. Yes, don't be a dick. Because I, I promise you, even if we have a winning season, whatever we do on offense is 100% about to fuck up somebody's fantasy team. <laughs> it's, it's just not going to go how we think it's going to go. And when people's fantasy teams get fucked up, they start talking real yeah. reckless on Twitter. So your faves are going to need you. Yeah. So all the Zeke and CD and Semi fans and Dak fans... Jigs, everybody. Yeah, if your 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 faves are gonna need you. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, I think we both gotta get out of here for different reasons. Yep. You got anything to add? Mm-mm. Ooh, roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm bitch two. I'm bitch one. And we're out. Bye.